Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we're in the clouds and the moon and we're fishing. Okay. What's up with that? Like, what the hell's the deal with that? It's original. It's unique. Okay. It's a, it's their trademark. It's their stamp. Like, the second you see that fishing line hit the water and the ripples, you know. You know the movie's gonna be busting. He just looks so relaxed. He does. I mean, I, I mean, I'd be relaxed if I was sitting on the edge of the moon fishing. Fishing in itself is relaxing. Imagine doing it on the moon. It just bothers me. How did he even get there? You know, it just... Whatever. We're talking May- about DreamWorks. Maybe the final DreamWorks movie will be about the kid who makes it to the moon and, and starts fishing. What if that's like their end-all, you know, closed curtain type of... Closed curtain type of show. Like, that's it. I'm gonna need you to chill because as of late, we have been speaking things into reality. We have, we have. DreamWorks was uh, started in 1994. It has made 41 animated feature films. And it's called DreamWorks SKG. It was founded by Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen. Okay. That's where the SKG stands. The first letter of their last names. Right, okay. Jeff Katzenberg left Disney after a power struggle with then-CEO Michael Eisner. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of made a, an effort to try to be a more edgier Disney back in 1994. And it shows. Edgier? Edgier. It shows in their first movie. And their first movie came in 1998. And it was Ants. I love Ants. It was. I like Ants. It was cool. I had the VHS as a kid. I watched it all the time. I really liked that movie. It just so happens that it came two months before Bugs Life. So, so that took over, of course. So, yeah. That, I mean, I like A Bug's Life, too. I love A Bug's Life. Right. But Ants has a special place in my heart. It's just you can't help but make the the comparison. Ants is like the Digimon to Pokemon. That was the stupidest thing. Like, I love Digimon, but I know Pokemon's always going to overshadow Digimon. You know? Unfortunately, but I always have soft spot for Ants. Rethink your process. I don't know what, where you're going. I'm allergic to Red Ants, actually, but I still love the movie. See? Unbiased. Mm. But you can tell the movie quality. You get what I'm saying? Of course. It's like edgier. It's the same thing. It's ants. Yeah, but like it's just a little bit more wholesome in Disney and edgier. There's there's a guy who was decapitated in, in, in Ants, yeah, right? They, they actually say some pretty deep stuff in that movie. That dialogue in Ants is, is pretty cool. You know, that it's funny you say that because that's one of the big differences between DreamWorks and Disney. It seems that, especially nowadays, their feature films or the feature animated films are more targeted towards adults they're more appealing towards adults and children they cover more mature themes um, they do it's more serious they integrate more, more exactly. mature topics i'll give them that like i mentioned before 41 films that's a lot but i don't know it is in a span of 20 something years not even 30 years 27 i believe from 1994 1994 yeah 27 27 years mm-hmm getting confirmation well it's 28 now actually I, i'm waiting confirmation it's 28 bro okay our senior or our chief chief producer chief producer trinity trinity is confirming that information 28 years 28 years damn very nice a lot of math there that being said bro i mean like what are the big ones for you at least uh, you think probably like statistics oh you mean movies yeah, yeah, yeah. i was talking about math no i'm just kidding <laughs> statistics I love statistics um, My bad Some of the big ones Okay So off the top of my head Like Shrek 
Drake. Easily the biggest one, the most loved one. Like, though, even it's still relevant to this day. Okay. okay. I might disagree with you. Really? I might, I might disagree, but I'll, I'll get to that. All right, all right. That. How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. I feel like I'm missing one. Madagascar. Oh, Madagascar. Ah, yeah, Madagascar. okay, Madagascar. Okay. I would say Shrek is more relevant because I feel like we have more memes mm. still involved. You know what I'm saying? I feel. I don't know. I feel like their characters are more memorable. Hold the held up well over time. Shrek has four movies with the fifth one on the way. Shrek started in 2001, uh, the second one 2004, 2007, and then 2010. And Jeff Katzenberg actually went on record saying that Shrek not only saved DreamWorks financially, but it gave him a reputation. And that helped them create a lot of the other big blockbuster movies that we know of. Kung Fu Panda, uh, How to Train a Dragon, Madagascar. So Shrek really did pave the way for a lot of these successful franchises. But I would have to agree. It is significant in the pop culture. Mostly because of the memes that have come up. But uh, I feel like the story themselves. I, I recently watched these movies again. And, you know, they have a lot of jokes. They have a lot of mature jokes that uh, they do. are not necessarily towards kids mm-hmm. which is nice it's nice to see that uh, there's some humor for the adults that we can appreciate it's more of an incentive to bring your kids to watch movies absolutely like I would like to think that even if you don't have kids you can still enjoy it but the people that are bringing their kids to watch these movies know that they're going to enjoy it too mm. you know it's always going to be good enough for the adults as well Shrek was adapted from Shrek the book it's called Shrek with an exclamation point I don't know how to convey that <laughs> you did re- good enough you did good yeah enough. it was pretty good Shrek it was written by uh, William Steeg Steeg okay star started cast in Shrek obviously you have Mike Myers Eddie Murphy Cameron Diaz Antonio Banderas Justin Timberlake was involved John Krasinski for my office fans what's up fuck you Brian he was Lancelot he was Lancelot John Hamm, we know John. I loved him in Curb. He was great in Curb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's funny is that Mike Myers was the voice of Shrek, but it, it wasn't Mike Myers initially. It was Chris Farley. But he passed. Chris Farley recorded eighty to ninety-five percent of the dialogue. He was almost done. He was basically done. Wow. But unfortunately, he did pass away. And so that's when Mike Myers came in, and he had no idea that he was replacing Chris Farley until 2012. So we're talking about after they didn't tell the him. Fourth, yeah, after the fourth movie, he had no idea that he had replaced Chris Farley. Damn. Yeah. I but find I, it a little strange that they never told him. I don't know if that's something that you want to tell your your star. I mean, but I figure that's something a lot of people know. The fact that they kept this so tight knit. For 10 years? When, when did Shrek come out? 11 years? Right. That's... It's... I don't know. It's it's puzzling. Mm. Is a good word. It's puzzling. Puzzling. Puzzles. I'm sure he was flabbergasted Ooh. when he found out that, that, that he replaced Chris too? Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the word warden for today. Ultimately, I think Mike Myers did a fantastic job. Oh, he did? I just can't see a Shrek without him. Of course. Uh, but you did mention something. You did mention it being 10 years. And it has nothing to do with it, but there's a Shrek 5. I did mention there's a Shrek 5 in the works. And it's set to come out around 2022, 2023. We have talked about this before. Franchises that take a long break 
Right now we're talking about 11 years since the last movie in 2010. Like at this point, what what is it that we're gonna expect? I thought the last one was it. I'm gonna be honest. I felt if you really want to continue with the Shrek franchise, just continue with Puss in Boots. Oh yeah, that's you know, something that they're gonna do. Oh okay, Puss but in Boots is also having a movie. But to make another Shrek five, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying it adds to that milking fire. At least well, Puss in Boots two, you know, you throw in Shrek, Shrek here and there, maybe some some older characters. It's okay, it's fan service. But you do it with a fresher take, you know, a different character, a different franchise, technically. It's all part of the same universe, right? It's, it's canon with Shrek. Uh, but Puss in Boots took off, right? They, they loved him so much, they decided to give him his own little franchise. Make a good move. But to make a Shrek 5, just as we've said this before, there's no better word, unnecessary. Unnecessary, at all. Uh, Shrek did win the first Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It beat out Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Monsters, Inc. That hurts. So... I love Jimmy Neutron. I love Monsters, Inc. Why would you say Jimmy Neutron? I love Jimmy Neutron. That was, what? Was over a, Monsters, Inc.? I, I didn't say over Monsters, Inc. I was oh. saying I love Jimmy Neutron. I know a lot of people don't really give it credit because you talk about the Monsters, Inc. of the world and all these big companies that Pixar, we talk about Disney, Right. we're, we're talking about DreamWorks, but Jimmy Neutron just like came out of nowhere. It's a dark horse. It, right. It was the show. It was a show. It wasn't. No, it wasn't known for movies. Mm. All of a sudden, they came out with this movie, and I had the DVD. Uh, the excuse me, I had the the VHS for it. <laughs> I used to watch. It was pretty good. I, I liked Jimmy Neutron. Carl Weezer was funny. Yeah, the teacher. You had the the blonde girl that hated Jimmy. Cindy. Cindy. So some other movies, some other franchises that I come to mind when it comes to DreamWorks, but aren't as popular. They have their own following, but they're. I don't. I wouldn't say they're on the same tier, right? Mm. You have the B movie. Okay. You have the Chicken Run. Right. You have Trolls. Has a few movies. The Boss Baby. That's a good one. Um, and then we have the OG. Let's take it back. The El Dorado. I like Prince the of Egypt. El Dorado. Yeah, fantastic. I have a vague memory of those movies, but I know exactly what they are. Like I see the characters, I know exactly where it's from. Although I just have a very vague memory of, of it, you know, of seeing it. But I know I saw it. I thought you would remember Chell from from El Dorado. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but. She was the 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 assistant to the, the the grand priest, the guy that was bad at the end. Oh, I can't remember. Like I said, vague memory. Maybe maybe our producer can pull up a picture for me. Ooh, I know exactly who that is. What's her name? Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to remember her name. She kind of reminds me of uh, Lilo's sister from 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 Lilo and Stitch. You need help, dog. I'm just saying. This, okay, let's this, keep it real. This is a, this is a drawing. It doesn't matter. This is a drawing. Okay? And you can say that we are all drawn by a greater a greater entity. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the Rotel Dorado. It's one of my favorites. Just like Joseph King of Dreams and, and the Prince of Egypt. Uh, some of the earlier projects that DreamWorks had, while they were still trying to develop their image, you can say. A, Over the Hedge is another good one. Turbo. Over the Hedge, yes. Turbo? Uh, well... Turbo has a show, I believe, but it never got like a sequel, right? No, but as a standalone film, I like it. I enjoyed Turbo. Yeah, I never, I never got to see it. To be I'm excited to see the new one that's gonna come out. It's called Bad Guys. The sequel? No, Bad Guys. It's you, just oh, new, you're saying a new DreamWorks? A new DreamWorks. Oh, okay. Gonna come out. Sinbad, our producer, Sinbad. chief producer, mentioned Sinbad. I saw Sinbad, and honestly, like, I don't know. It was just. It's there. It's, it is a DreamWorks. It well, it exists. Exactly. I think of Sinbad the Comedian. Yes, me too. That man was funny. Me too. Oh, how could we forget? Spirit. 
Spirit was so big. Nah, it was big. And it's still big because it has a show. Like, still. It's still relevant. Who? Spirit. Cares, bro. Nah, you're just a I hater. Got that, I got that no, recording. You're just, you're, just, you're just a hater. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a horse, man. Oh, I'm not saying I love it, but it's big. I got four words for you. My Little Pony. Biatch. Our, our producer... Counted the counted words. Counted words. I'm accurate. So I don't know. Aren't you going to leave that there? I disagree. I, I You can disagree. I'm, There's I'm, nothing to disagree with. I'm going to disagree with you too. I'm going to say I, I disagree. I I'm going to say it. Okay. Um, Shark Tale. Shark Tale's a good one. We forgot about Shark, Shark Tale. Shark Tale's a good one. We have The Croods as well that has a couple movies with a third coming out. The Croods, Mega Mind. Abominable, like they have a lot of good movies that are standalone. Don't right, have their right. their uh, their sequels yet, because we know the sequels probably coming sooner or later. They're in the works. They're in the works. <laughs> we'll say what they're in the works. What about franchises themselves? So far, established. Established franchises. We have, in my opinion, the three. The three again: Shrek, Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Those are the three. That How about I'm gonna do you one for one better. How to Train Your Dragon. That is consistently considered the best or the one with the most quality of all four of all the dreamworks so consistent quality as in like like it holds up over the sequels it holds true to the lore it has a legitimate story it throws in emotion all of which are not necessarily present in all of i can you can make a case for kung fu panda but that's definitely not found in shrek yeah, it's, a new, it's a new story, I would say. No, nor is it found. It's a new story, but that lore, that that genuine tribute to the culture of the the Nordic. Yeah, the Nordic culture. It, it's it's found, and that's not seen in Madagascar or Shrek or any of the other films that we had mentioned. It, How to Train Your Dragon has three movies. Several shows. With a four, no, uh, it has a. Does it have a, a show? Like, does it have a spinoff? I think it has like several mini spinoff movies. Okay. 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 But uh, the three main movies are from 2010, 2014, and 2019, not too long ago. It was nominated for two Oscars for Best Animated Feature Films of the Year, but it lost it, uh, Toy Story 3 and Big Hero 6. It was the first film franchise to have three different film studios for each movie. Wow. So the first one was distributed by Paramount. The second one was distributed by 20th, Fox, 20th Century Fox, I'm sorry. And the third one by Universal Pictures. Hmm. But here's where, here's where I like the direction of, of DreamWorks, and this is not this is found in not only this franchise, but the animators attended flight school in order to incorporate aerodynamics and and, and the motion of flying into right. their animations. And that's just type of a detail that that you can appreciate because you can definitely, definitely tell right. in in the work of, of How to Turn Your Dragon. I'm gonna do you one better. Mm. How to Train Your Dragon isn't half as funny as Madagascar or Shrek. I, I liked them big and grumpy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like to me, Madagascar holds over so well because it has so many funny moments. But that's that's how I view it. You right. know what I'm saying? For me, uh, and I've said this before, when a movie can make you laugh consistently, it just to me leaves a much stronger impression mm. how to train your dragon is good i enjoy it actually i like the little relationship toothless and uh hiccup uh the, the main character's name was um and i like the nordic culture cool i like uh just like they in brave you know they had that 
the the, the culture from Ireland and the accents right. are done well. I I always appreciate when culture is done well. I will always appreciate that. Um, but truthfully, How to Train Your Dragon was not that funny. It was just like a wholesome movie, but it didn't have the jokes that, for example, Shrek or Madagascar had. I thought Madagascar had so many funny funnier characters. I just don't think it was meant to be funny. Which one? That's the thing. How to Train Your Dragon. It was meant to be funny. Oh no no, but that's why I'm saying I like Madagascar better. Like that's why How to Train Your Dragon doesn't leave an impression on me the way right. you know the other ones have. Well, that's why I said this one is is considered the best quality wise. Maybe not the funniest. That's true. But quality, it's it's definitely there. Yeah, it's there. I haven't seen the third one, so I can't. I don't even know, but but I believe it because the first two are good. I feel like it's it's a it's a recycling theme when it comes to these franchises, not just in DreamWorks but in general. Just like in Shrek, mm-hmm. uh, after the third one and after the mini movies that they have and, and the show, I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, it just becomes repetitive and it just becomes stale. But you did mention Madagascar, so let's talk about Madagascar because it's considered one of the big ones. The Dons. Yeah, it's it's really Dreamworks. those three. I mean, I I think uh, it's safe to say that we will never see another Madagascar with the same exact cast. So that that's one franchise that we don't have to worry about. We don't have to worry about. Okay. But to be fair, they continue. I know for like the kids show, they have that penguins uh, show that's been going on for years. Yeah. Um, I believe they have a old penguins movie as well. Um, that's a franchise that definitely can keep going with the penguins because the penguins are funny. I feel like the penguins stole the show, actually. Really? No one cares about Madagascar, the lions, or you the, think? The, the entangled hippos. No one cares about that. I disagree. I, I do care about them. I think, like, to me, they're the stars. The the zebra, the lion, the giraffe, and the hippo. I like them. I just feel like if the penguins got a show and the animals did not, that says a lot. I mean, but Puss in Boots got a show and Shrek didn't. You're going to tell me Puss in Boots? Shrek got four movies. He's getting a but, fifth one. But, okay, but that's my point is that the, the main characters get the movies, and then they do the spin-off shows for, like, cool side characters, uh, right. lovable side characters. Well, okay, so especially now, because of whatever extraneous circumstances that happened and that assures us that we will not have a Madagascar 4 now we can say that the stars are going to be the penguins going forward uh, yeah. yeah going yeah. forward oh yeah but why why tell us Brian well why are I we believe not having a fourth? <laughs> I believe there are these two actors that were in the first three movies uh-huh. that had great chemistry right? right there was four of them that had great chemistry but these two by the names of Chris Rock and Jada Pickett Smith, they they had great chemistry, just like the the other two did uh, in the Madagascar movies. You know, Chris Rock playing Marty, and mm. Jada playing the hippo, Gloria. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, I don't think for, for whatever reason, maybe it's just a hunch. Mm. I don't think they'll be working together uh, anytime soon. We're talking about the slap, the, the slap heard around the world, yeah, which was not a knee slapper. Which is not a knee slapper. It was a real slap. It to was the a face. real slap. <laughs> so that being said, most likely. Chris Rock is not going to be working with Jada Pickett-Smith anytime soon. Chris Rock and Jada did star in this movie. They they voiced uh, some of these characters, just like Ben Stiller. Ben, who does not suffer from sleep apnea. David Schwimmer, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Cedric the Entertainer, Bernie Mac, Alec Baldwin, and Brian Cranston for one part of the movie. So, it's, it's a shame. It's I a hell of a cast. Shame. Huh? It's a hell of a cast. Hell of a cast. That's what I'm saying. It's a shame because... Right, I will give you credit. These are the stars of, of, of the show. Personally, I think the penguins stole the show, but the OGs are these animals who are not in New York Central Park Zoo in real life. I just want to mention that 
There is no lion. There is no giraffe. There is no hippo. There's no zebras. There are penguins, though. Start of the show. They were entertaining. At least the OGs, they were entertaining. Yeah. I don't feel like they got to the point where they dragged it out. I'm glad they left that at three. I think, like, with animated movies specifically, don't go past three. Mm. Like, I'm good with three. They're funny. The characters are great. But they're so unique that you can only get so much of them. Mm. You know, and, and uh, that's why I think after three, like, same thing with Shrek. I think after three, it should have been done. Kung Fu Panda. It's done three, and that's it, right? I mean, I don't, I don't remember there being a fourth, and I don't think there will be a fourth. Hope not. I hope not either, because I really enjoyed Kung Fu Panda. I enjoyed it, and like I said, once I got to the third movie, like Jack Black was no longer as refreshing as he was in the first one, as mm. as the panda, as the Kung Fu Panda. You know, right. all right. I've seen it three times. You know, I don't need more. And that's the thing with these animated movies is that maybe maybe it's because I'm not as much of a, an admirer or a lover of these animated movies like others. But yeah, after the third one, I'm I'm good. Like, move on to the next thing. So our chief producer confirmed that there is no confirmation of a fourth movie, which is good for the time being. For the time being, yes. But we do have three movies in this franchise. One in 2008, 2011, and 2016. Another star-studded cast. Got Jack Black, the all-time great Jackie Chan, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie, Lucy Liu, James Hong, Seth Rogen, David Cross, Dwayne Knight, Gary Oldman, J.K. Simmons, and for some reason, I don't know why, Jean-Claude Van Damme. That is the craziest cast <laughs> I think I have ever heard. <laughs> like, I've, I honestly, maybe I never realized, maybe I never noticed, maybe right. I never paid attention enough. But damn, that is a crazy, crazy cast. Crazy like cast. just random. Crazy cast. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Jackie Chan's the best one. That's the goat. That's the goat, of course. Uh, can you believe it took four years to make this uh, the first one? Simply because of the animation, it was just it was still evolving at that time. I can so believe it, and I can completely appreciate that they took their time because that was a. I remember when it first came out, the animation was really good. It was really good. It was like it, it took me off guard. Like, oh man, this was not what I was expecting. You know, like previous animated movies. Right. And I thought it was really good for the fast-paced motion of the, the kung fu, the fighting. Again, martial arts. I've said it before. Love it. So of course I was gonna watch a kung fu panda. Right. You know. So I definitely appreciate this franchise for that. This goes into what I was talking about earlier with How to Train Your Dragon. So the animators in this movie they had uh, they took some kung fu classes to better understand the animation or the the physics of, of actually incorporating kung fu into their their animation into their movies i find that funny why imagine a bunch of nerds going to take kung fu <laughs> that's funny but originally it was meant to be a spoof on kung fu we're supposed to like make fun of it oh no but then they went in a different direction and they decided to make it funny but still genuine enough to respect the culture making fun of kung fu it's never a good idea. I mean, they did a good job in respecting the culture. Yeah. Because each character modeled the exact style of Kung Fu. It's real Kung Fu okay. that they actually did. So the source material is there. The culture is being respected. And it impressed the Chinese audience. I love that. They did a fantastic job in respecting the, the Kung Fu aspect of it. And, I, and like you said, you love Kung Fu. I love Kung Fu. I always say it's never, ever, ever a bad idea to stick to the culture you know respect the culture and really do your research it's never a bad idea right. all you can do is gain from it seem genuine mm. you know and you impress an audience that you are not trying to target right but, but you're respecting that culture. people always love that it's it really can it can really carry mm. honestly and that's i think that's what this movie does well 
you know it's that plus the voice actors it's like those two going hand in hand and you have a very fun set of movies very fun and very funny this is another one which i believe can be has a good combination of both has a good story has good emotions into it has mm-hmm. good humor into it i would say a little bit more humor than how to train your dragon does yes so you can make a case that's why i said you can make a case that this one does right with it as far as like having more quality it just it's a little bit goofier that's why that's the only difference it's, in my yeah. opinion yeah chris anything with uh, sorry not chris um anything with jack black is gonna be goofy right. <laughs> you you know that going into it so at least you can expect it. you know what to expect right so overall brian what do you think dreamworks gets a solid finish what you started Brian I agree I will finish what I started cause I'm not Dr. Calamitous that's right exactly but sometimes things can take a hiatus while you allow for other things to develop so Alfredo please continue I would like you to to give us your rating for DreamWorks as a whole encompassing all movies alright alright I'm gonna level with you Eye to eye, right now. We'll say it at the same time. Okay. All right, hold on. Three. Wait, wait, wait. I need to think of a number. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay. I'm trying. I'm confirming mine as well. Okay, I got it. I got it. I think I know. I'm confident. Three, two, one. Eight. You're a bitch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got him. What? <laughs> How was that flaw? That's flaw. Can't trust you, dog. I got him first. He, he was gonna go first. Can't trust you. I. Give them 8.5. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give you a, what is that, Paul Abdul? Not confirming or <laughs> I give it 8.5 because you can put on any of these movies and, and enjoy it. You can simply enjoy it. Whether you again, whether you're looking for a funny one or you're looking for a wholesome one or you're looking for good animation. Mm. And and I will say specifically, the first I remember seeing How to Train Your Dragon. I remember seeing Kung Fu Panda. I remember seeing um, Madagascar. And immediately for all of those movies, given their years, like the years they were released, it was good animation. And they do that. I feel like DreamWorks challenges themselves, not just for the story, not just for the jokes, not just for, you know, cool characters or cool dialogue, you know, funny, whatever, but making sure their animation is up to par, mm. no matter what. And that's what I really appreciate for that. 8.5. I value the story a little bit more. And as of late, the stories have been, at least with the original, original movies, they have been getting better. I do like the fact that um, they're aware that when it comes to animation, you always have to you always have to be wary. You always have to be aware of the giant Disney. It's always going to be a competition. Everyone's always going to make that comparison. But I like what DreamWorks did. They overcame that. Yeah, they tried to compete initially, but they overcame that. They decided, hey, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to do our own thing. We're gonna try our own style. We're gonna be edgy. We're gonna stay true to our style, and we're just gonna develop quality work. And they've been doing so. Yes, there are movies that are not necessary. Yes, they are milking some franchises, just like Disney, just like a lot of other uh, film producers out there, film production studios out there. Yes. So I feel like it's quality work. It's very enjoyable, like you said, and. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what they have. Like I mentioned before, I'm excited to see this uh, new one coming out. It's called Bad Guys. It's just the original story. I, I value originality. I value story. So that being said, I'll give it an 8. Um, I would agree that. it's You put up any movie out there, and I'll watch it. 
I'll definitely watch it. I don't think there's a movie that I'm going to go out of my way to avoid. And a point that I don't think we, we brought up, but specifically with, with the milking. Mm. Their milking doesn't drop off the way I feel others have. Mm. And that's, I think, I forgot to mention that. But, like, I don't think, oh, my God, Shrek 5 is going to be terrible. Or I don't think, oh, Shrek 4 is garbage. I don't think, you know, Kung Fu Panda 3 is terrible. No. Well, do I definitely think that it dropped off a little? Yes. The first are always better. But these, these franchises don't drop off that bad. Like, they're milking. That's fair. But compared to others that we've mentioned, I think they, their quality doesn't drop off as much. And for that, again, just more credit to DreamWorks. I feel like that has to do with marketing. Um, when it comes to Disney, their marketing team just shoves their product down your throat and you just can't help but get away from it. Like, you can't you can't get away from that, their marketing. When it, when it comes to DreamWorks, it's not the same capital. So... You know, I remember I didn't even know how to train your dragon three came out not too long ago. It wasn't out there as much yeah, as it was about three maybe years Frozen ago. Three or Frozen Two was. Right. You know, so maybe it has something to do with that. You know, they're just not shoving it down our throats like Disney is. So that maybe has something to do with it. But yeah, I would agree that it's not I'm not tired of it. I'm not right, exhausted. Right. I'm not annoyed friends. exactly by a sequel. Exactly. You know, so it's just like, oh whatever, you know, okay. Unne- again, unnecessary. Same word right. that we always use. But I wouldn't say I'm annoyed. But like when I hear of Fast and the Furious 11, yeah, I get annoyed. Mm. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was DreamWorks, guys. I mean, if you haven't seen any of these movies, definitely recommend them. Uh, I know Netflix has a couple. HBO Max has some. Nice. To the max. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know Mr. P- Pete Body and Sherman is on Netflix. I know How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2 is now on Netflix. Mm. Home is on Netflix. They have They have a bunch. Nice. Very cool. Okay, so Brian, we did mention the slap heard around the world. And, you know, opinions aside, it seems like everyone nowadays has an opinion on what happened. And whatever happened, happened. People are going to be held accountable for their actions and whatnot. But I don't really want to talk about that. I kind of want to talk about something that did not uh, get any any justice. And it would be the people who did win something. And yeah. who their accomplishments are overshadowed by an event that had nothing to do with them. One moment. One, one moment one that moment. had nothing to do with them and it's not their fault and is overshadowing their success, right. which is not fair at all. So I think we should talk about some of the, the awards handed out to certain people and certain teams that uh, did work hard, very, very hard to, to gain this notoriety. All right, I think that's a good idea, Alfredo. Mm. Um, I completely agree. Mm. Uh, I originally said... It sucks for Will Smith, like himself, that he brought that upon himself on his biggest night. Right. Biggest award, right, that, that an actor can achieve. Right. And it'll always be overshadowed, no matter what, by, right. the, by the slap. Right. But your point is just as valid. It's overshadowing the entire event. It's, it's overshadowing all the other um, winners. We had the, the first deaf actor win Best Supporting Actor. Right. The, the for best uh, for Coda. Um, you know, and I think that was pretty cool. That was pretty significant. For, and then Coda ended up winning Best Picture as well. So that, that made it even bigger, right? We had Jessica Chastain, Best Actress. Nice. Did you get to see uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye? That's what she won on? Yeah. I, I honestly hadn't even heard of the movie. No. So yeah, that's what she won. Uh, Billy Eilish won Best Original Song for No Time to Die, the last uh, James Bond movie. You liked that movie. You mentioned that. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, nice. Encanto won the Best Animated Feature. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of songs. They even performed a couple songs from Encanto. It was pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, best director was The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion. The Power of the Dog, I, I remember mentioning to you just like two weeks ago, not long ago. Right. I felt the, the, the pace was great. The tone was great. Like, 
it was just on your edge, very suspenseful the entire time. And, right. and she did a great job of that. There was so much tension mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie. But I don't know if I would have given it best picture. Like it's you know? deserving compared to this competition. <sighs> That's tough. Because mm. who am I, right? It's at the end of the day, this is right. art. We're talking about art. Right. It's like, I understand. But her winning best director does it wouldn't have bothered me as much if like if it won best picture. So mm. I can understand because the, the like I said, the tension in the movie was so good, mm. the director has to receive some okay. praise for it. So I don't have a problem with that. Mm. However, this has nothing to do with the slap. I was just very concerned at how they thought King Richard, Will Smith's performance in King Richard was better than Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog. If we're talking about just individual performance, Benedict Cumberbatch in that movie was fantastic. Nice. Like, uh, And you've talked about King Richard. You, you said it was good, whatever. His, right. He was great. Will Smith is great, cool. But I just don't see his character being complex and, and much you know, more impressive. Than Benedict's His was like It really walked It really stole the show I feel like it's It's easier When you're doing A bio flick Like King Richard When it's based on Serena and, and Venus's father Yeah You have some sort of a, a material A source material Correct That you're judging it So basically you're just Putting your own spin on it As compared to Benedict Cumberbatch Um who is an entirely fictional character and he had to develop that himself. Correct. So it, it's more impressive and to that I do give you that point. You know, I think Benedict might have gotten robbed on that one a little bit. Which sucks because I'm not even like I'm I don't think I'm a fanboy for anybody in particular. You know, I like a lot there's a lot of actors that I, they always catch my attention for specific movies. Maybe right. I have good memories, cool. But at the end of the day, I won't be upset if somebody doesn't win, whatever. So I'm not the biggest Benedict Cumberbatch fan. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I've watched all his movies or Doctor Who and or Doctor Strange, whatever. No. Right. But this specific role, I decided you know, on a whim to watch. Sorry, this movie. I decided to watch it, and he, he did blow me away with his performance. And even Jesse Plemons uh, was nominated for an award. Kirsten Dunst was nominated. Like wow. Cody uh, Smith-McPhee was nominated. We're talking about four actors in the same movie. Very nice. That says something. That does you know? say that. Uh, but Benedict's was still over the top. It was just, it stole, you know what I'm saying? Right. I have a lot of respect for him after that role. It was pretty cool. Pretty good role. So it, it really did bug me, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, unbiased. Trying to be unbiased as possible. It right. bugged me that, that Will won over him. Right. Just a, a quick shout out to our boy Hans Zimmer for winning original score for hey, Dune. Hey. Dune won a couple of awards. So. We got somebody that likes him, right? We do. I think so. I don't know. Maybe. Pretty sure. Maybe. I don't, I don't, I can't recall very well. But either way, guys, it's just a little bit of a, of a shout out to a lot of these people who want something who definitely deserve their uh, their recognition. Kudos. Kudos and uh, that nothing to do with the Oscars, but last just a quick one. Take of a shout out to uh, my dad who always listens. Hey, he always listens every single week. One of our first listeners, so shout out to, to my hey. my pops. Oh yeah. Next week, Brian. Next week we'll be talking about uh, Le Who. <laughs> Pet Detective Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. Very nice. I like this one. I grew up with these movies. Yeah, I really enjoyed these. These always stuck around. This character was funny. It's prime Jim Carrey. Yeah. I think he has a lot of talent there. Agreed. Some talent. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. That Jim Carrey guy. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Next next week, guys. But that's going to do it, guys. We really appreciate the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username would be Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. 
And please remember to turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. And thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.